Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I had an interesting week last week. I had, uh, there was a day that, or a couple days, that I had lost my peace. Have you ever been there? I was um, uneased. I was perturbed, as my mother used to say. I was, I was not happy. I was not at peace. I was not in the spirit. And I remember Dole and I had a couple words, and Dole left to go to work, and I took some time. I usually read the word after he goes. And I was sitting in the chair. I went to my chair that I usually read at. I sat down, and I said, Father, what is wrong with me? And the answer he gave me within two minutes I've just blew me away. He said, Kathy, he said, you're on the earth, and you don't belong there. You don't belong there. So I'm going to remind us tonight what we have all been taught in this church by Doyle Davidson about not living on the earth because we don't belong there anymore. If you will turn with me to John 17, verse 13. This is the prayer that Jesus prayed to the Father before he went to the cross. I'm going to begin in verse 13. He said, and now I come to thee. He's talking to the Father. I love those words. Now, Father, I'm coming home. He said, now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. See, I didn't have joy that day. In 14, I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them. Why? Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You see, Jesus took those disciples and made them where they don't belong on the earth. They are no longer on the, on the earth because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And I pray not thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. How do we get out of this world? By believing and walking in the gospel. You will see that for us to not belong here, but to be seated in heavenly places, we have to walk in the gospel. We have to take up our cross every day. That's the only way, frankly, we get out of here. All right, let's turn to Ephesians 2. We all remember this verse. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, when we were at our very worst, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved and has raised us up together. Do you know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, the reason he was raised from the dead is because the sacrifice that he made for us to the Father was accepted. The Father was satisfied with the sacrifice, so the Father forgave all the sin that Jesus paid for. He justified us. And to do that, he raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus no longer had to pay in hell. Jesus had already paid what was needed to pay for us. So the Father, therefore, the word says, therefore, God raised him from the dead. And when God raised Jesus from the dead, 
That's when you and I were raised. That's when we were forgiven. That's when we were justified. And he took that blood that he gave as a sacrifice to heaven and he poured it out, his own blood, and that's what redeemed us. That's what made us in the same state that Jesus was. So now we have Jesus in us if you are born again. And if you are born again, you are one spirit with Jesus. Your spirit and his spirit become one. Well, guess where Jesus lives? He doesn't live on the earth. He lives in heaven. And that's where our home is now if we believe the gospel. Let's go on in that verse. It says, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. We didn't ask for this. We didn't deserve it. But we got it anyway, thank God. And then six, and has raised us up together with Jesus and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If you've got Jesus in you, you don't belong here. You belong where he is, and he's in heaven. Let's turn to Philippians 3, verse 18. Paul speaking. He says, for many walk, of whom I have told you often, and I'll tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Do you see what destruction, how destruction comes? It's when you mind earthly things. The next verse, for our conversation, that word means behavior, it means government, it means citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Aren't those glorious words? He is able to subdue all things unto himself including our behavior. But our conversation, our behavior, our citizenship is in heaven. Why? Because we are with Jesus and he is in us. And the gospel took us there. You cannot get there without the gospel. Your, your, your righteousness won't get you a foot off the ground. The only way you live in heaven is to walk in the justification, the righteousness, the redemption, the forgiveness of the gospel. And that gospel that Jesus was raised and you raised with him makes you a citizen, a citizen of heaven. Next verse, Colossians 3, verse 1. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, are you risen with Christ? Yes, you are if you believe. The gospel. You have to believe it. Just like I said this morning, you can read the Bible every day for hours and not believe and go to hell. Did you know that? It has to do with believing. You have to trust in, adhere to the gospel. It says, if you are then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, for you are dead. 
for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You know, as you walk this, you will find that the things that you had pleasure with on earth, the things that you desired, your lust for the things on the earth, they, they dissipate, they dissolve, they go away. And what you are doing is you are setting your affection on God, on things above. But now you say, well, what things? Well, let's go on with this for a little bit because it, it gives us some more idea. Verse 4, when Christ who is our life, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. And this is the earthly things. These are the earthly things. Now remember, we don't belong on the earth anymore. We don't belong on the earth anymore. Thank God. Beam me up, Scotty. Says, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Mortify, put to death, therefore your members which are upon the earth. These things, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked sometimes when you lived in them. But now you also put off all these, anger, wrath, being perturbed, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all. You see that? Christ is all and in all. It's Jesus in you. It's Jesus in you. That's the goal, right? Let's go to um, Ephesians 1. What are those things? What are those things that we're looking for? Let's go in verse 16. What do we need to set our affections on? If we can't set them on the earthly things, what do we need to set them on? Verse 16, cease not to give thanks for you. This is Paul making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's one thing you desire. Wisdom and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. That's what you set your affection on. The next verse, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you know if you don't belong here and you belong in heaven, do you know you have an inheritance? Do you know what that inheritance is? Have you ever looked into what your inheritance is? It is profound. It is huge. It is immeasurable. It is whatever you need in any circumstance that you are in. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Hey, that's where we're supposed to be. That's where we're supposed to be. And what goes along with that? The exceeding greatness of his power. We don't belong here on the earth. 
This is where we belong. This is where we set our affections, on that exceeding great power, that inheritance of ours. That's where our affection needs to be. And it says, which, um, verse 21, far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. Have you ever thought about the world to come? Have you ever thought about the world to come? You know, when God started dealing with me, with Doyle, I had some hard days, real hard days. In fact, I remember uh, thinking at one point, I thought, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't even know if it's worth it to live. And you know, God started ministering to me. That's because you're not thinking about what's coming. You're not thinking about the next life. My heart was totally on the earth. I never even considered that in 20 years, oh, this isn't going to matter. It's not going to matter one bit who I was seated next to or what restaurant I went to or what this one thought or what that one thought or what this one didn't think. It doesn't matter. In 20 years, it's not going to matter. You know what's going to matter? Me meeting Jesus face to face. Me speaking to the Father face to face. That day that I stand before God, that's going to matter. You know what? That gets, that's a little bit easier to get off this earth when you consider that. And you know, the things that, that, that break our hearts now or, or make us sad or, or grieve us because we're here, we're not up there. When we're up there, it's not going to matter. You know, I remember when God told me when, when we were going through this, with this deal with the this marriage certificate, God told me one, uh, one time he, I, was, I was praying about it and I was doing my best to, to walk through what God wanted. And God said, do you want heaven on earth? And I said, well, yes, of course. He said, well, Kathy, you know there's no marriage in heaven. Amen. Ooh. You know what? It's a little easier. It was a little easier. All right. Now, let's go to, um, let's see. Now, how, how do we do this? Let's go to Romans 8. How do we live up there? Romans 8, verse 14. For as many as are live, led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have to walk in the Spirit. How do you walk in the Spirit? You first start by believing the gospel. You've got to believe the gospel. You walk in the gospel. You take that gospel up every day. And then go to verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. We're going to do this in just a little bit. For we know not how we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to who are called according to his purpose. All things work to the good to them that love God. Oh, there's the sticking point. This doesn't go for everybody. All things don't work for good for everybody. Who's it work good for? For those that love God. Now, we've known this. How do you know you love God? You keep his commandments. 
Do you love God? If you say you love God, you keep his commandments. Are you keeping his commandments? Are you walking in the spirit? Are you walking in the gospel, taking it up daily? Then all things will work good for you. I have a perfect little example for you real quick. It's not a big one, but it, but it really blessed me. Back when I lived in Frisco, we had a, a situation. We didn't have a lot of money. There were times that we didn't have any. And at one point, my uh, headlight in my car stopped working. So my husband took out the assembly of the headlight to see what the problem was because it wasn't the bulb. Took it apart, saw what the problem was, fixed it, put it back together. Put, there was quite a bit to the assembly. Put the assembly back together. Got it all done. Turned around. There was a piece laying on the ground, a spring, about this big, a spring, out of the assembly for a headlight. We couldn't figure out where it went. But we didn't want to take the assembly back apart because it was working. It worked fine. So we put the little spring up on a cabinet and thought, well, you know, if a problem shows up, we know it's the spring and we'll put the spring back in the car. Well, guess what? A couple days later, my dishwasher broke. The, the flap that, that lets all the soap out quit. It wouldn't, it wouldn't open up. The door wouldn't open up. It wouldn't open up. Well, you know why? We put, took it apart. A spring broke. The spring in the, in the dishwasher broke. Well, guess what? That spring that came off of the Ford Explorer fit exactly where the spring in the dishwasher was supposed to be. And it worked perfect. That was when I was trying to keep my heart on God. All things worked together for good. And I think we spent no money on the whole two situations. That is when you walk in the gospel, when you love God by keeping his commandments, you walk in the gospel. Now, what happens when you are walking in this spirit, when you are walking in the spirit, when you are walking in that gospel, when you are seated in heavenly places with Jesus and not living on the earth? Turn with me. We're going to finish in Hebrews 4, verse 3. For we which have believed, for we which have believed, believed what? Believed the gospel. Believed Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Put our trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And then this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. What is this rest? Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying to David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus, if Joshua had given them rest, then they would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. This is what that rest is. For he that has entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. When you are walking in the spirit, you don't do your own works. You don't expect your own things. You don't do it on your own. God does it for you. 
God directs your paths. God tells you where to go. He tells you where to work. He tells you where to eat, where not to eat, who to see, who not to see. That spirit guides you in everything you do. You say, well, that's impossible. I'm a mother. I have a job. I have children. It is possible. It is possible. How? You set your affections on things above. You set your heart on the gospel. You put off, you put to death the deeds of the flesh. You know, I bet you Jesus is not one bit interested in seeing the new Star Wars movie. I bet Jesus is not one bit interested in going to go see that new restaurant that just opened up downtown. I bet Jesus is not one bit interested in that new book or this new gallery or these new things that are happening. I bet Jesus isn't one bit interested. Well, then why are we? Then why are we? Because we are living on the earth and we are not living in heaven. Do you know I haven't seen a movie in about, oh, at least seven years. I know it's been more than that. We don't even watch TV anymore. We don't even watch the TV anymore. Why? Because we don't live here. We live in heaven. And you know what? When you live in heaven, you live in heaven on earth. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.